Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. All right. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in today and coming to hang out with me. I'm super excited about today's episode. Uh, Karen Carr is going to be on the show with me here today. I'm going to be taking you through, we're going to be talking about her business journey and really what has gone into since I first met her. Karen is a current member of my Accelerator coaching program. And I first met her in July of last year, 2020. And she was doing all the things in her business. I mean, she had, she had no time for anything. She couldn't even go on vacation without bringing her laptop and pulling it out and having to do things and having to take calls and stuff like that. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like something that, uh, that you have to do. I think we've all been there, right? But the idea is, hey, we've created our own business. The goal is hopefully not to have to do that. And also when I met her, she had done her first 50K launch. And again, she was still doing all the things. She had three VAs on her payroll, full-time VAs, and had nothing, they, she wasn't giving them to do, you know, anything to do. They, were, they, were, they had nothing to do because she felt like she wasn't good, quote unquote, at delegating. She didn't want to have to boss people around, didn't want to manage them, et cetera. And so a lot of limiting beliefs around having a team. And then, so her goal was, I want to grow my business here while working less. Rick, how do I do that? <laughs> and so we went to work, right? And so today you're going to hear about her journey. 
And what Karen does is she is a former realtor. Um, I believe she's now a broker. I think that's the terminology. But her main business, like her only business here, is she has an online business where she teaches other realtors how to use YouTube to get clients. And she, my friend, just crushes it. It's just been so fun to watch her journey. I mean, just in March here, I'm recording this in early May, just two months ago, actually six weeks ago, she just did her first multiple six-figure launch. And she that was her goal. She said, I want to hit multiple six figures. And she crushed that goal. She does a five-day challenge launch in a free Facebook group and has just continued to increase revenue when she launches. And so we're going to break it down here for you today. We're going to break down how she uses her team, how she's now working less than she ever has before with more revenue in her business than she's ever had before. She's been able to retire her husband from his full-time job. And we're going to break it all down here for you today. Karen is just amazing. And I'm super grateful to have her come on the show today and share her story and her lessons so that you can learn from what Karen has been doing in her business and go have success in your business as well. So without further ado, let's go hang out with Karen Carr. Karen, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I am so honored to be here. I mean, I've been a very, very long time listener. So to be here on your show is very exciting. We are thank you. Thank you. We're we're gonna we're about to celebrate 500 episodes here in the show. That's How amazing. many of those have you listened to? <laughs> I wouldn't say 500, but at least 250. Okay. That's good. 50%. That's good. That's a lot to listen to 500 episodes. I, yes. I don't know anybody who listens to every episode of a podcast. That's a lot. 250 is a lot. Yeah. And I mean, you'd been around for a while before I even discovered you. So, you know, I was a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> well, late bloomer, but you're doing amazingly well in your business, which is what I want to talk to you about here today. So we're going to cover the gamut here. And just like always, just as I mentioned to you right before you hit record, I start with a blank Google Doc in front of me. I don't, I'm not the type of interviewer that has like, I got to ask this question. I got to ask this question. You were like, yeah, I know. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, um, so before we dive into all that, let's have you introduce yourself and uh, who you are, what you do, and how long have you been actually doing this as far as the online business goes? Yeah, this journey is crazy. I am a realtor. I have been a real estate agent since 2005. I got my real estate license when I lived in Napa, California and worked out there for about nine years before we decided to relocate cross country to be closer to my mom and dad and my husband's family. Because we were in California and all of our family was on the East Coast. So in 2013, we just bit the bullet and decided to move. We moved to Hilton Head, South Carolina. And then a year later, we moved to Atlanta. And then two years later, we moved to Savannah. And having to keep moving as a real estate agent, when you move to a new market, you know nobody, nobody knows you, they've yeah. never heard of you, you have zero market share. Realtors don't do this online marketing stuff. It's literally like calling people and door knocking and, and farming a neighborhood and all of these very, very old school tactics, which truthfully, I hate. And so... I started a YouTube channel just as a way to get my name out there, to try to have some people 
find me and know that I even existed in this market where realtors in Savannah have lived here their entire lives. They are dialed mm-hmm. in. They know everybody. They go to the country club. They know all the people. I'm brand new here. I know nobody except my mom and dad, which is the reason we moved here. And so I really thought this YouTube channel was just going to be a branding strategy and it completely blew up, started bringing me more business than I ever could have imagined. Within a year, I went to my broker and said, I am so busy. I need to form a team. I need to hire people to help me because this is crazy. But then I started getting all these phone calls from other real estate agents going, I follow your channel. And I said, Mm -hmm. why? Like, why? (laughs) If you're a realtor in Seattle, why would you follow my channel? And they said, well, it seems like it's working for you because you keep doing it. And I said, oh my gosh, you have no idea how well it's working. And so after the hundredth phone call like this, my husband said, you need to make a program for these people because the demand is there. And so he loves to take credit for my whole business because it was his idea. So I said, you know what? You're right. Because people want to learn another way of attracting business rather than cold calling people for two hours a day, which is seriously what all of the real estate brokers are still teaching people to do. Or bus stop benches. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to make an online course. I don't know anything about it. I've taken a couple of online courses, but I don't know the first thing about it. I'm just going to make it and throw it out there. And at the very least, when people call me, I can say, I don't have time to answer your questions. Go take my course. And I'll make it really cheap so that everybody can take it. And when I launched it, I mean, I didn't even know how to launch it. I literally went live on YouTube and said, hey, I made a program, go buy it. And 40 people bought it at $297. So I thought, well, okay, that did much better than I thought it was going to. What if I actually tried to learn how to market this thing? And so then I went down the rabbit hole. I discovered Amy Porterfield. I took Webinars That Convert. Then I took Digital Course Academy. I Mm -hmm. discovered Caitlin Batcher and how to run a Facebook group to engage these people. And I just started really learning how to do this. But I didn't even launch that program until February, excuse me, July of 2018. That's when I launched... YouTube for Agents, which is literally a course to teach real estate agents how to make videos that show up in searches so that buyers and sellers who want to hire a real estate agent will call them. I, I'm just like, I'm quiet because I'm just taking that all that in. That was a very in. long answer to No, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I want to know how did the... So when did you start? What year did you start the YouTube channel? I started the YouTube channel in 2014, but it okay. was mostly like videos of my son learning how to crawl. I mean, it had nothing to do with real estate. They were like, my dog has a very, very long tongue. There was a video of her that went viral and got half a million views because she has this crazy long tongue. I mean, it had nothing to do with real estate. I started putting real estate videos on the channel in 2016, very sporadically. No, no consistency, no schedule, no nothing. Then we moved to Savannah And I'm not five days after we get to Savannah, I get my first lead where he says, I found your YouTube channel. We've watched all of your videos. I feel like we know you already. Mm. We are selling our house in New York. We're moving to Georgia and we want to hire you to help us. Only he was moving to Atlanta and I had just left Atlanta the week before. So after I yelled at him and said, dude, you have the worst timing in the entire world. You couldn't have called me a month ago. I live now five hours away, but they were so disappointed. Like he and his wife were so disappointed that I was not personally going to be able to help them that I just had this big aha moment of, well, if they are that disappointed because they feel like they know me already from watching these videos 
and I had no strategy whatsoever. What if I actually had a plan? What Mm -hmm. if I actually were consistent and I was making videos trying to attract these people? What would happen? I mean, within six months, that's where I was getting almost all of my business. It happened very, very quickly. In, in, In Savannah? In Savannah. To a new market. Yep. Brand new market. I didn't know anybody there. So, now, I've been a realtor for, at that point, like 12, 13 years, sure. but I literally had lived in town for a few months. Right. So were you just kind of doing like profiling different areas of Savannah and yeah. like local coffee shops and all that type of stuff? So no, actually, that's very funny that you bring this up. Everybody thinks it's all about interviewing the local business owners and Mm -hmm. doing these local coffee shops and like my five best places to get fish tacos. My thought was, if somebody Googles where to get fish tacos, that doesn't mean they want to buy a house. That means they're hungry. And I don't need to be the digital mayor showing them restaurants. Like I am looking for people that are saying, hello, I would like to buy or sell a house in your market. And I have the intent to do it pretty soon. And I need to find a real estate agent. So my videos are all about real estate. Now they are things like living in Savannah, things I love and things I hate. Um, Mm -hmm. Five things they don't tell you about living in Georgia. Uh, Seven reasons you will hate living in Savannah. So there's stuff like that, but they are absolutely trying to attract the person that is thinking of relocating to our city and doesn't really know anything about it. And they're going to need a place to live when they get here. So you taught yourself YouTube is what I'm hearing. Pretty much, yes. Like keywords and how to write descriptions and all that stuff. I mean, I started Googling everything I could find. And I found Sunny Leonard Doozy and Daryl Eves and Nick Nimmin and Justin Brown and all of the YouTube educators. And I just Mm -hmm. watched all of their content trying to learn this stuff. But most of those are meant for people that want to be influencers. I didn't want to be an influencer. I just wanted to be a realtor in my market. So I had to figure out how could I take what they're teaching and make it more applicable to a hyper local business. Yep. Okay. I love this. Uh, I actually didn't know some of that story. And that's fascinating that that was all working the way that it did. I love it. Yeah. Now, when you came into Accelerator originally, you... What, I don't remember what what was the launching that you were doing as far as revenue goes. I know that you were doing some launches. They were doing okay, but I'll never forget. I, I remember our first conversation that you ha- that we had is I'm doing all the stuff. I'm doing all the calls. I'm doing all the coaching calls. Whenever I do a fast action bonus for my launch, I'm delivering those. I have no time to do anything. Like I can't even go on vacation without having to like. You know, open the laptop up. And so take me back to that kind of like, what was the state of your business at at that point? I had just had my first $50,000 launch, which was so exciting Mm -hmm. to me, but I had no time. And literally, when I applied for Accelerator, it was over 4th of July last year. We were in Mm -hmm. West Virginia at my husband's. Right. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to go like into their guest room and whip up my laptop so I could do this application. And you said, why are you doing this on vacation? I'm like, well, because I always work on vacation. This is what I do. I'm the only person in my business. And you were like, we're going to change that. So (laughs) that was that was my biggest thing was, yes, I want to grow the business. Yes, I want to make more money. But I want to have more free time. I want to be not the person doing 100% of the things in the business so that I work myself into an early grave. Because what's the point of making all this money if you're working 80-hour weeks? Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that 
you tended um, at first to focus more on the launching part, meaning like, all right, you had your 50K launch. Your goal was to have a six-figure launch. What were some of the things? Because I want to kind of take people through because this is super common for people at this level. Like, you know, they're doing pretty well in the business, but they're doing all the things and they have no time for anything. And here you were on, on vacation opening up the laptop to do, you know, to do this application and a in a strategy call. So what was the progression next as you were moving on from and upward from the 50K? launch? What was sort of the biggest aha at that point? I think the biggest aha was that I had three virtual assistants and I was not giving them any tasks. They were there and they were on my payroll for full time and they had nothing to do because I was not good at delegating. And I don't know what I was afraid of, but I didn't like the idea of being a manager. I didn't want to have to boss people around and tell them what to do. And after many coaching sessions, I finally had to do a lot of mindset of it's okay to give them tasks. They want to be busy. They want to do stuff. They don't want to sit around and stare at the ceiling all day going, this is the lamest job ever because I don't do anything. They want to be helpful. And when I started giving them more tasks and giving them more responsibility and seeing them step up to the plate and then do well... And then having them start take more ownership of their position and what they were responsible for, suddenly I had all this free time. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I need to hire more people. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get more people on board. And then there was something really amazing that happened. So one of my virtual assistants is in the Philippines and she was working for me full time and I was paying her, I think, weekly. And at one point I said, Lisa, would it be okay if I just pay you monthly? Because seriously, to have to send you this payment every single month or every week is such a pain. Could I just pay you for the whole month? And she started to cry. And she said, my husband has a heart condition and he had a really bad episode and he was in the hospital for a while and he's been released, but we can't pay that hospital bill. And for you to be able to, I'm getting goosebumps now when I tell the story, mm. for, for you to be able to pay me monthly, I would be able to pay off our hospital bill and that debt would no longer be this albatross around my neck. And then I started to cry and she started to cry and it was like, you feel like having this virtual assistant who you're paying, you know, 10 bucks an hour or less, something, yeah. nothing. Because what yeah. the, the exchange rate is for the Philippines, it's just, it so works in our favor. Sure. And I just felt like this is just like the equivalent of a high school kid having an after, after school job. But to her, this was life changing. And to be able to affect somebody's life that way. Then a few weeks ago, she told me that she has now hired 13 people to be part of her virtual assistant staff. She's created a whole business about it. So I said, okay, so now not only are you my VA, you are now the head of all of the VAs. And yeah. what else can you guys do? Do you have somebody that can do SEO? Do you have somebody that can optimize my website? Do you have somebody that can do graphic design? Do you have somebody that can write copy? And we just came up with this whole plan of all of the things that these people were going to do. And she was so excited because I gave her a big fat raise. And so now my goal was I really wanted to, when you and I first spoke, I said, I want to work 30 hours a week. And I was not even close to that. Yeah, I remember. Yep. This past week, I worked 35 hours. I was so proud of myself. Like, yeah. I'm not quite a 30, but yeah. I'm definitely working a lot fewer hours than I used to be. So two things that I want to 
I, one thing I want to just point out there, and then I want to dive into the, the aspect of having a Filipino VA on your team. So number one, just to point out to everybody what Karen just said. So last July, right? So July 2020, we are in early May here in 2021. Her goal back then was to work. I don't want to work more than 30 hours a week while still having a, a super thriving business and revenue continues to come in. It doesn't happen overnight. Right, it's not going to be like okay, August thirty first. I am hitting thirty hours a week, and I'm doing multiple six figures or seven figures in the business. Right, it just takes time. It takes you know, there's there's progress to be made, and here we are. What is this? Ten months later, and Karen is reaching that point. But as you're going to hear, Karen's business has never been more successful than what it is right now. And I want to dive into some of those mindsets and stuff like that. Filipino VA. So many people have this hang up about, well, it's wrong to pay somebody little money for, you know, according to American standards. But there's so many other aspects that I think that a lot of people don't understand. And one of those things that you did is you just brought up, like just the simple, like, it's like you're not paying her any more. I mean, when you said, do you mind if I pay you for the month? At a time instead of just weekly, something like that is like that literally changed her life. Like they could pay the hospital bill. So, talk a little bit about that and like the mindset around because I know that you hear it as well. And, you know, I'm not advocating for or against, I'm just trying to point out to people that there's this stigma out there that we are doing something wrong, for example, if we have a Filipino VA on our team and you know, we're paying them whatever it is. I mean, very much lower than what is American American standard. But there's a lot of things that go into it. Like a lot of Filipino VAs maybe are doing it and or they're doing it on the side of their day job, if you will, and they're having to travel, say, two hours. I've heard this story multiple times. They travel four hours a day round trip to their job and they're like, like, and then they go, you know, it's just and you're removing that aspect and giving them more freedom. A lot of them support, you know, their entire family. And so what was that like for for you? At the very beginning, I hired a VA in North Carolina and she was charging me $30 an hour and I could only afford her 10 hours a month. And to me, like even that when I when she would send me the invoice for 300 bucks, it was like, "Oh my god." Yes. Yeah. Like a huge amount of money. And she was good, but really 30 bucks an hour for, for like what you're, you're building me a sales page. It just seemed like my husband was an x-ray technician and made $35 an hour. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not, it's not fair that somebody is doing that work, making so much money. And I really wanted to have somebody work more hours, but at the time the business was not doing what it is now. And I, it would just sure. look the budget. So I stumbled across this idea of hiring a Filipino worker. I don't know how I found it, actually. Um, No, that's not true. I heard him, the president of the company, the owner of the company, onlinejobs.ph, was being interviewed on a podcast. And that's where I first discovered it. Mm -hmm. And he said, listen, these people are college educated. They all speak English. Some of them speak English extremely well, like barely an accent at all. They're very hardworking. What he said was because the Philippines are a whole bunch of different islands, it's not uncommon for someone to take a temporary job for three months or six months at a time on the other island. So they leave their family and they go live over there 
like in a youth hostel or something with a bunch of other people sharing this room. Mm -hmm. And then when the job ends, they come back home and then they have to find another job. So for them, it's a very unstable lifestyle where they're always thinking like, how am I going to be able to pay the bills this month? How am I going to be able to send money home to the family? And so for us to hire them with a stable job where they don't have to do that, he said, they will be so loyal to you. They will never quit. Like they will be with you until the end of time, as long as you still want them. So if you hire slow and fire fast, you're going to end up with somebody who can really stay with your business long-term. And that's what I have found. So I hired Lisa. Then I hired a video editor to edit all of the YouTube videos. Then I hired somebody else to manage my inbox and my calendar and be more of an admin. And and it just kind of accelerated from there. And they're all still with me. And they've been with me for multiple years now because I just took the leap of faith that a person is a person and I'm giving somebody a job. Does it really matter to me where they live? And people that say, it's anti-American to give that job to somebody not within the country. Well, here's the reality of it. If I pay them $800 a month to work for me, if I hired somebody in my town, how much time could I get for $800 a month? Not very much time at all. And my dollar just goes a lot farther this way. And I feel like I'm you know, I'm, I made uh, the job with me, not me, the job she has with me enabled her to create her own business and become an entrepreneur in her own right and have a staff of 13 people. It's like you're, you're, you're paying it forward, right? Like I gave her yeah. a job, now she's giving other people a job. We're making a real positive change in the world. To me, it doesn't matter which country they live in. This is what you had available to you from a, from a resources perspective. Like, yeah this is what I have financially that I'm able to do even at paying $300 a month. I was like, 300 bucks a month that I got to pay out. And it's only for you know 10 hours or whatever it was per month. And you're looking for more. You're looking for like, hey, I'm ready to grow, but I can't afford a whole lot at, at this point right now. And so you're being resourceful in that. Thank you for sharing that. I really like this is... And guys, if you're looking for a great podcast episode about this, my buddy, James Shramko, who um, his podcast called Super Fast Business. He recently did an episode all about working with a Filipino VA team. He's done this. He's down in Australia. He's down in Sydney. And he's done this. I think that he said, I think he his shortest tenured VA is 10 years. Like he's been he's been in the online space for years and years and years. And so and I think the longest one is like 12 years. Oh my and god. So wow. talk talk about being in like he like he's just got an amazing team. So anyway, great episode there. So you are starting to at this point starting to um, get some more things off of your plate. What were some of those first things that you got off your plate to start to free up more of your time? Because at this point now, I, I know that you were starting to. All right, how do I increase the launches as well? So I just did, right. you just did your first fifty k launch. Like you're trying to build that. What were some of those first things that you got off your plate? Email and more email. Oh my goodness, am I bombarded with email every single day? I and it's mostly spam. And so I was like, I want you to manage the inbox. I want you to unsubscribe me from all of the crap that comes in. I want you to make a folder where you only anything that absolutely needs my response, you put it in that folder. And I'm mm-hmm. going to log in twice a day and only respond to what's in that folder. Yep. He also then became the customer support person who would answer all of the emails from customers. 
you know, I can't log in. I'm having a billing question. You know, where do I find X, Y, Z? She was answering all of that stuff. And then anytime that somebody would request that I be a guest on their podcast, she could, you know, book it for me. Like, here's the calendar. This is what I've got available. Pick a time. So, you know, really basic admin stuff, but you just don't realize how much time when I did the time audit for (laughs) five days, I tracked what I did all day long. Like 90% of it was junk garbage. It's stuff that does not move the business forward. I'm like, okay, I got to get all of that stuff off my plate. Yeah. The time audit that Karen's referring to is whenever somebody joins Accelerator, it's one of the first things that we have people do is do this time audit. Three to five days, track everything you're doing in the business. I've talked about it here in the podcast before. Look, it's a pain in the butt to do, but the insights that you can glean from doing this time audit, is um, it's amazing. Because you're just like what Karen just said, you're like, holy cow, I spend two hours a day answering email when I can be doing that, creating new videos or you know, improving my webinar, writing emails or what have you. And so I love that. So now you're ramping up your launches at this point. Yes. What was your... Ne- I don't remember the next revenue mark that you hit on the next launch. I'm going somewhere with this, but I was going for my very first six figure launch. My previous launch had come in at around Mm $55,000 and I joined Accelerator in July and I was going to do my next launch in, I think it was in September. Okay. I'm going to do six figures. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm going to figure it out. And so I spent more money on Facebook ads, which was incredibly scary to me. I am such a cheapskate. Like I, you'll be horrified to hear this back when I was selling real estate full time. Like I didn't even spend $10 a day on ads. I would spend five bucks a day if I could get away with it on Facebook ads. And so for you to say, well, what's your cost to acquire a customer? And I'm like, I don't know. You're like, well, you need to know these numbers. So after I figured it out and said, okay, well, these are all the numbers. So you're saying how this is how much you could afford to acquire a customer knowing that your cost is, or your program costs $9.97. So you could spend this much on ads. And I think the first one I ran was like, my budget was $5,000. And and just to note, you were running the ads yourself. I was doing it myself. Okay. And, All and right. They were awful, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I tried to learn, but honestly, there's so much to learn with Facebook ads that mm-hmm. I just I went to somebody I knew that has an agency on the side, and I said, "Well, you run my ads for me." And she said, "Oh, thank you for finally asking. I would love to run <laughs> your ads." So then we bumped up the ad spend, and we did it. We did our first six figure launch. And then the next launch was a little bit bigger than that. And then the last launch was insane. The last launch was, and now I'm going for multiple six figures. Yeah. And, and it was it was crazy. And that last launch was just recently, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it, it was in March. March? Yeah. Yep. And so again, your goal was multiple six figures and you hit that. And here's another mind shift that thing that was crazy for me. So because I am the face of my business and my business is on YouTube, like I have a second YouTube channel where I'm teaching real estate agents how to get business from YouTube. So it's like the Karen show all the time, right? And yeah. I really felt like 
the fast action bonus that was going to get someone to sign up was to have a personal Zoom call with me. And my husband kind of talked me into doing it because he said, well, everybody wants you. So give them what they want, you know, give them the one-on-one Zoom call. Mm -hmm. So I offered a one hour Zoom call as a fast action bonus. And it was like, you know, 55 people signed up and said, oh my goodness. So then I shortened it to a half hour, but I still had that many people Mm -hmm. enroll. And then my entire day was spent giving one-on-one Zoom calls to people. And it just seemed like it was never ending. Well, it's 25 hours right there. Yeah. 50 people and and your launches are growing. Yes. And I mean, you're trying to give yourself 15 minutes between them so you can run to the bathroom and get a drink of water. And then over the course of the day, it's like, what did you get done today? Nothing. Because all I did was talk to people, which I love. I love getting to know them and their businesses and helping them. But in the meantime, I'm not doing anything to help my business grow. I'm just basically taking care of my existing clients at this point. So I said, what, what would a different fast action bonus be that I could deliver? And I asked in the Facebook group and you said, what is the number one objection that people give to you? And I said, it's time. They say, I don't have time to make YouTube videos. Mm So it's like, what's a bonus that would take away that objection? Well, I made them a bunch of templates that they could use in Canva that are done for you. All you got to do is slap your name on it and your logo, and it's good to use. And now you don't have to make it. So I've taken away that objection of time. So my launch method is I do a five-day challenge where I go live for five days in a row. And on day five, I say, if you've had a lot of fun with this, I would like to invite you to join my program. We can go deeper. I'll teach you all of my strategies. And my fast action bonus is these free templates. My program is just under $1,000. I had 135 people sign up in the hour that I was on live on Facebook. My head freaking exploded. I couldn't believe it. I had thought everybody was signing up because they wanted the personal Zoom call with me. Nope, they were. they signed up. But they were signing up to get that fast action bonus because it would save them time, which is what they desperately wanted. And then we ended up doing 235 sales in that launch, which was amazing. I love it. (laughs) So wait, so did you stop doing that that bonus, like the one-on-one call with you? Yes. Okay. I love it. So guys, here's the lesson in what Karen just said is she was giving her time as a fast action bonus. So like, hey, when you enroll, when we're on live here or what have you, this is what I'll give you. And it's 30 minutes one-on-one call. Well, if she had done that for 235... Well, you said 130 something people. So there's there's 70-ish hours (laughs) right there that that would be all calls, right? And that is completely not scalable. And when, you know, like we just talked about, when Karen first came, when I first talked to Karen, it was like, I'm doing all the things. And she was doing these fast action bonuses. And it was the same sort of thing as like, I'm spending all this time doing these calls. I can't go on vacation without having to pull out the laptop, et cetera. And so beautiful. Okay. Let's re let's relook at, let's revisit what the fast action bonus can actually solve for people. And it's use your bonuses as ways of overcoming people's objections to either enrolling in the program or actually doing what you teach in the program. And so Karen knew like, all right, time to do these videos is actually the biggest obstacle. Karen's like, all right, I got you there. Create the templates once. Amazing fast action bonus. Boom. They're all, they're all in there taking that. So 
Can we break down that launch strategy some more? So you do a Facebook group? Yes. I created a free Facebook group years ago. And I did no selling in the Facebook group because I didn't want to be salesy. And I didn't want to be icky to my audience. And someone... Because being salesy means icky, just pointing this out. Right. And another mentor that I had at the time said, you have a warm audience of people who are hanging on your every word. It is okay for you to sell to them. Not daily, not all the time, but when you're give, 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 giving all of this value, and then occasionally you ask for something in return, it's okay to do that. It's totally okay to do that. Yeah. I finally said, okay, I'm instead of doing a webinar to completely cold traffic, I'm going to do this five-day challenge inside my Facebook group, which at the time probably had two or 3,000 members in it. Now it's like 12,000 people in it. Wow, nice. And so they're all real estate agents who want to use YouTube. Some of them are already doing it. Some of them are not yet doing it, but they want to. So I go live and I say, let's overhaul your YouTube channel because I see the same mistakes. People do the same, like they talk about the coffee shops. Okay, that's awesome. Did you get any clients from it? No, right. Because people are not looking to buy a house if they're Googling where to get a coffee with you know cinnamon right. latte or something. Right. So let's talk about what needs to go on your channel art, your cover image. Let's talk about how to do keyword research and figure out what people are actually searching for online. Let's talk about how to wrap up with a call to action. So I'm teaching them little baby steps over the course of the five days. And the idea is that I teach you something and then you do it. And then on day two, I teach you something and then you do it so that on five days, you've made some massive progress. Wait, but aren't you giving everything away that they can actually go do this? I am not. I mean, I am giving them bits and pieces of it. Definitely not the whole thing. I'm I'm being being sarcastic. Yes. I mean, I'm giving them the what and the why, but not the how. Yeah. But somebody could conceivably take what they're learning in your challenge and go make those improvements to their channel. No? They absolutely could. And many of them have. Yeah. And you know what? I'm every bit excited for as excited for those people as I am. Yeah. Like, and I, I, one person in particular in my group, she has done amazing with it. She never took my program. Yeah. She listened to everything that I said and did it. And she thanks me constantly in the group. She's like my best advocate. She yeah. never took the program. And I'm totally okay with that. I think, yeah. And I bring that up because this is such a limiting mindset that so many people, some limiting belief that so many people have is like, well, I can't give too much away during you know, during uh, this, this type of launch or what have you, because then they won't join the program. Well, are there going to be people that do that? For sure. But this is another example where that is simply not the case. Yes. And you want people walking away with like, oh my God, that was such value. Amazing. And just like Karen's um, person here that she's referring to is a perfect example, like completely changed, you know, completely changed her business, is in the Facebook group, huge advocate, never enrolled in the course. So each you give them a challenge each day, go do it. Next day, you're building off of each other. And then you hit... When do you hit the pitch? On day five? On day five. So before I do the training for day five, I say, this has been so much fun. Have you guys enjoyed this? They're all in the comments going, yes, yes, this is awesome. I'm like, I, I would like to give you the opportunity to take this one step further and go deeper with me in my program, YouTube for agents, I share my screen. I do a whole like slide presentation of, I don't know, 10 or 15 slides. Mm -hmm. It takes me like seven minutes. 
And then we're going to do this fast action bonus. So for anybody that signs up by the time the live stream ends today at 3 p.m., you know, you get the bonus. And then I start doing the presentation, the training of the day. And the sales were just coming in and coming in. And like people would get in the comments and like, I just bought, I just joined. I'm so excited. And then they see how many people have joined and they're like, FOMO, I guess. I don't want to out. And they join too. By the time I hung up and said, okay, what was it? My assistant who was on the chat, she's like, oh, we had 135 people sign up. That was crazy to me because the previous launch where I was giving away my free Zoom call, we had maybe 50 people enroll. So mm-hmm. it was more than double, almost triple Yeah, by giving them something that was really solving their biggest objection, which was time. Yeah. Biggest objection to buying the program because I'm like, well, I don't want to buy this because I don't have time to create the videos that you're teaching in the program. And so $135,000 in the first hour of it being open. And I also want to point out here is that from what you just described, seven minutes of you know making the offer to join the program sounds like a very soft, like, here's the opportunity. Like, you're welcome to continue this journey with me. Here's the program. Join us now. Here's the here's the bonus, etc. When did you make that shift from selling is scammy, slimy to hey, I'm here to serve you. This is the best way to do it. It's been a process. I sure. mean, it it did not happen overnight. It has taken a lot of listening to podcasts like yours and James Wedmore and all these people that say, I have something that will change your business. I know it will help you. And if you would just do it, your whole life would change. I have one student in Idaho that said, I am now debt-free. We put in a pool in our backyard. I have so much business coming in. I'm able to pick and choose the people that I want to work with and the clients that would just rub me the wrong way. I give them to somebody else. I don't need their business anymore. He said, my whole life has changed because... I have people calling me every single day saying, will you take my business, please? I want to work with you, nobody else, just you. And I know that this works for people. And if I don't tell you what to do, I feel like I am I'm hiding it from you. I'm doing you a disservice by not telling you that there's a different way. Yeah. You do not need to drive around town looking for for sale by owner signs in people's front yards and then write down their phone number and then get home and call them and try to get them to hire you instead. Right. You don't have to do that. There's a different way and it's more effective. It's more fun. It takes less time and you feel better about yourself as a person. You don't feel like this you know, telemarketer. That, that's not why I became a realtor. I did not want to be a telemarketer. I want to so go be like... It has way, definitely been a process. The way that you talk about that, I'm like, I want to go become a realtor. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. But, um, And so another point that I wanted to share with, with what Karen just said is like, there is no lack of conviction in Karen's... As she talks about her offer, 100% believes that, hey, this will change your life. You know, if you're a realtor, this will change your life. Period. Like, if you do this work, and I have all these examples of where this is, you know, done this for other people, this will change your life. You do the launch, you do the live trainings in the Facebook group, right? In the free Facebook yes. group. Yes. They, all right. So, what does that look like? Because people often get hung up on like signing up for the training. So, they go, they opt in, they register for the training. 
And then what on the thank you page, you give them the opportunity to go to like, here's the, hey, the training's going to be in this Facebook group here. Here's the link to join the group. Is exactly. that what it is? Okay. Yep. So I use lead pages as the solution, mm-hmm. make a nice looking landing page, run a whole bunch of Facebook ads. Hey, would you like to learn how to make your phone ring off the hook with leads from clients who are looking to buy or sell in your market and they're ready to do it in the immediate future? Take my free training. So they go to the lead pages landing page, they enroll. When they go to the thank you page, it says all of the training is going to be done inside this Facebook group. You must join this group or you don't get the training. And then we put them on, you know, an email. Mm-hmm. So yep. three more days till we start, two more days till we start. Did you remember to join the Facebook group? Today is the big day. We're starting this afternoon at 2 p.m. Did you join the Facebook group? And like, we're just constantly sending them the reminders of join the Facebook group. Yeah. And then at first I didn't want to do it in that group because a lot of them are existing customers and I didn't want to annoy them by seeing all these trainings in there. So I tried making a pop-up group. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was funny was I had the exact same number of sales in the pop-up group as I did inside the big free group when I first ran this experiment a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, it doesn't really make any sense then to do it in the pop-up group because at least if I do it in my big free group, there's more opportunity for people to just see the training, even if they didn't enroll in the, the five-day challenge. Yeah. If they're in the group, they're going to see the live trainings and maybe yeah. they'll just pop on because, oh, look, what's going on? I'm going to watch what this is. Yeah. And, and that's what I've done ever since then. So it's always in that free Facebook group because even if they don't register for it, they will still see the trainings. And you have, like you mentioned, past customers or existing customers in there who can be your your advocates in there saying, hey, this program's amazing for, you know, if you're on the fence, like they're doing the selling for you, if you will. They in, totally in are. The, in the group. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any, do you have any challenge, challenges with getting like people to show up to like, yeah. and actually viewing the training? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are things I could do to improve the show up rate. So this last time, what do we have? We had over 3000 people register to attend and I had around a 30, 35% show up rate each day. It's like day one is really, really good. Day yeah. two is a little bit less. They sure. come back for day three because I'm teaching a really juicy nugget on day three. And then day four is a little bit less. And then they come back again on day five. And that's typically what it's been every time I've done this launch. I think we're on time eight or nine at this point. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a third of the people actually show up, which kind of stinks. But we send out an email with the replay and I'm in this field. I understand what it's like. So when your phone rings and your client says, oh my gosh, this house just came on the market this morning. It's exactly what we want. Can you get us in today? Yeah. They drop what they're doing and they go show the client. You can't sure. say, I'm sorry, I'm attending a webinar today. I really right. can't go. So I understand that they just can't do it. Their schedules are flexible and they can watch it on the replay. That's just the nature of our industry, I guess. One thing you could do with that also... I don't think we've talked about this is you can incorporate messenger into that as well so that they're getting reminders in messenger. And then you could also actually send a link out of that. Once the training's done, send it out to them within messenger. So you're basically, you're beginning that 24 hour. You can only, you know, after somebody, after you message somebody originally, you have to keep them engaged, et cetera, during, you know, due to the messenger rules, but like you can create that momentum within Messenger during the challenge and will also help increase the visibility of your videos. 
Mm, okay. um, we can talk about that later too. Okay. Um, another thing I want to note what you just said eight times. You've launched this eight times now, and it's be- it's take like you refined it each time. And a big thing that when I asked you about the you know what are some what what are some reasons that you think that you had such success with the multiple six figure launch? Well, one of the things that you said was you had a lot more confidence in ads, meaning you knew your numbers along the way and you trusted the numbers, trusted the how Facebook ads were working for you. And it's like, all right, well, if I keep increasing the budget here, like this is just gonna my numbers are my you know, my benchmark averages, if you will, from all my other launches, like I can kind of predict roughly what my sales are going to be. What was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, I never, it's so funny that I've, I've never been a numbers person. I've always told myself that I'm not good at math. I don't like math. I don't understand math. I'm the right brained person. I'm the creative person. I don't do numbers. And so that's a big deal in the real estate industry too. Like your broker will say, you got to know your numbers. And I didn't, want to know my numbers. So I just didn't. And then mm-hmm. you said, well, I'm sorry, we're going to have to change methodology. <laughs> You've got to know what your numbers are. Yeah. So after I started keeping track of it and I said, okay, so my cost per lead is let's say $8 per lead. And then the cost to acquire the customer is let's say $175. So if you spent $5,000 on ads, then if you spend $10,000 on ads, you should make this much. And if you spend $20,000 on ads, mm-hmm make this much. And so the first time I ran a Facebook ad campaign with that kind of ad spend behind it, oh my gosh, like my, I was sick to my stomach thinking (laughs) about that much money I was spending, but then that's actually absolutely what happened. So once you have that first, like, oh, he actually knew what he was talking about. I should trust this guy. (laughs) He is my mentor after all. (laughs) Then you do it again. And I was able to bump up the ad spend. So this last time it was like, woohoo, we're spending 30 bucks, $30,000 on ads this time. It actually came in at about 26,000, but it worked better. So the previous launch, we had spent 20,000 on ads and Mm -hmm. we sold 145,000 in revenue. And this time we spent 26,000 in ads, but we did 100,000 in revenue more than the previous one. Even though ad costs are fluctuating like crazy right now. Sure. All iOS thing, it still worked out in our favor. And if I hadn't been tracking those numbers, I I would not have known. I I just would not have known that it was okay to spend that kind of money on ads because I knew what the return should be. And 30 grand is a lot of money. Yeah. And people get scared off of that. But like the point here is that Karen's spending 30 grand to make $235,000. Well, one of the things that is is kind of our secret weapon, I've had her on the podcast here, is Brittany McBean, who is my copywriter. She's become a very good friend of mine. You hired her, um, I think. So she rewrote your sales page. She did. If I'm not mistaken. And you went from a 6% conversion, if I'm not mistaken, which is very, very good on a $1,000 program up to what, 14%? Is that right? Yes. That is crazy. That's amazing. amazing. She did this whole thing with me where she said, I want to pull your audience, the people who bought your program, as well as the people who did not buy your program. And I'm going to ask them all of these questions. And then she came back with the results of the survey and said, now that we know all of their hot button issues, we know how to speak to them 
And she wrote all of the copy to go on the sales page. So you have a previous sales page, which I had not written myself. I'd had somebody else make that for me, had a Mm -hmm. 5% conversion. 5%. And then Which is very good, by the way. And I thought it was fine. Really good. I was like, okay, 5%. I think that's pretty standard. I'm good with that. Then we launched the new sales page with Brittany's copy. Mm -hmm. And when we looked at it after the launch, it was like 14% conversion because... When they were reading that sales page, they were going, oh my gosh, you are saying everything that I'm thinking. You, you are literally like, how are you inside my head? I know that's what they had to be thinking in order for it to have done that well. Yeah. And by the way, Brittany will text me and say, she'll tell me that number and say, I'm the reason that, <laughs> that Karen's having such big launches. And I was like, well, wait a minute, let's back up and like, let's look at this. <laughs> we have a, it's a little running joke. So I want to start to wrap up, but I want to talk about two, two things. Okay. Um, number one is you move into a new house fairly recently in the past several months here. And you're like, I wanted to redo the kitchen. Oh, okay. Let's do a lunch to, to, to fund the remodeling of the kitchen. Like that is like having an ATM machine at your disposal. Talk about that. Like you, You're like, I want to do this. And so, okay, let's go do a, a quick launch. You're not doing a five-day challenge. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, it wasn't even a launch. It was, I'm going to do a flash sale because we had just bought this house. And because the business was doing so well, we had put 30% down on this house. So after coming to the closing and writing a big fat check, I was feeling pretty strapped for cash. And I'm like, oh, and now I got to remodel this kitchen from 1988. So I'll do a flash sale. I'm not going to run any ads. I'm just going to send a bunch of emails to my database of, I think it was around 7,000 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to send an email. And this was right before the election. So it, I think the subject line was, no matter who wins, you win. Because I'm having mm-hmm. a flash sale. And if you sign up you know, before the election, if you sign up on midnight on the, the Monday, you're going to get... And I think we gave them like $150 off the program or something like that. So I figured... Eh, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. We had like 25 people enroll. So it was like, yay, now I could go remodel my kitchen. There's my kitchen right there. I love it. And did you do that again for some other part of your house? I did it again <laughs> at the, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. So I said, hey, I like want to end 2020 with a bang because, and this was another mindset thing. I remember when I joined your program, you said, what is your revenue goal? And I told you, and you said, no, that's not big enough because that's you're already on track to do that. Your goal needs yeah. to be bigger. Yeah. And so I pulled another number out of thin air and it was terrifying to me because I thought, I've never made that kind of money before. How on earth is that going to happen? It was kind of like, this whole concept of the optimized mind that you talk about, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not your job to figure out how it's going to happen. You just need to set the intention that that's going to happen. And you'll start coming up with ideas and new people will be put in your path, like, like you and Brittany yeah. McQueen and people yeah. can help you achieve these goals. And then when I sat down with my bookkeeper at the end of the year to say, okay, how do we do? We exceeded that revenue goal, which was crazy. So this whole journey has not been so much what I do. It's more like how I think so that I become the soon-to-be seven-figure business owner who knows how to make those things happen. And that's it's crazy that it's literally all the way that your brain thinks. Yeah. I mean, and that's why, guys, that's why I talk about 
the, you know, the number one pillar of becoming the optimized CEO of your business is optimized mindset. You know, and you hear me talk about on the show here, it, the success of your business is 80% mindset. You know, then we get into funnels and all the, the fun, shiny object, sexy stuff, like the ads and all that stuff. But if you don't have the mindset, like you will get, you will, you will advance, but you're only going to get so far without just like what, what Karen just said. Now, I do want to finish up with regarding mindset. You had your launch. You hit your goal of multiple six figures on your launch. You had kind of like an empty, I guess is the best way to describe it. Maybe correct me there, like kind of feeling after that. I did. I, I posted in the group and said, you know, I was much, much, much more excited at hitting my first six-figure launch than I was having my first multiple six-figure launch. It's like it happened and I went, oh my gosh, like we sold 235 people. That was cool. Let's go to IHOP for breakfast. <laughs> it was kind of like so anticlimactic that yeah. why wasn't I more excited about that? That was like, seriously, this was, I made more in five days than I did in an entire year for the first, you know, 40 years of my life. Why was I not more excited about that? Yeah. And you guys said, you know, that's actually the sign of a growing business because now you know that when I do this, this is what's going to happen. And so it's not really a surprise when it happens. You're like, well, yeah, I knew what was going to happen because I, I manifested it really. I mean, I have a little journal and I write down, I am so grateful for my first multiple six-figure launch. I am so happy that I was able to help so many people. I'm yeah. so happy that I was able to help someone change their life and change their business. And I was speaking about it in the past tense as though it had already yeah. happened. And, and I 100% believed that I was going to hit that number. And so then I did, it almost seemed like, not a letdown, but it just wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. And I felt bad about that. I felt guilty that I made all this money and I wasn't more grateful about it. That's the thing right there is that we often... And that's what happened to me when you know, I was on like, I want to hit seven figures like because I thought that's, that means I've made it. And that means I'm a, you know, um, quote unquote, I'm a big shot in this space or whatever. And then when I did it in four years and not to minimize that, but I was like, oh my God, amazing. Okay, now what? You know, and it's very interesting how that happens. It's like you hit a goal like that, like a big goal that you think like you're never going to hit, and then you start believing that you're going to do it, and then you do it, and you're like, uh, okay, cool. Now what? <laughs> like, just keep moving on. But then you, then the like the guilty feelings start coming up about, wait, I just made all this money. I had so much success, and I helped all these people, but I'm feeling. I don't feel like super, you know, it's just like, eh, okay, cool. And then like you just said, like the feelings of guilt and stuff come in. So like, what did you do with all that once you became aware of what, what was going on there? Yeah. Once I figured out that this is actually a sign of a good, thriving, growing business, then I gave my permi myself permission. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be, like be doing backflips every time you have a great launch. Um, and there's nothing to feel guilty about. Like, I'm very grateful that this is the state of my business. I was able to retire my husband from corporate America and let him quit the job that he's been doing for 40 years and hated and let him do something else now because my business was doing so well that we weren't dependent on his income anymore. And so yeah. wonderful things have happened for our family. You know, this house that we moved into, 
yes, it's dated and needs a good a good facelift, but it's on six acres and we have a pond in our backyard. We have a chicken coop. We've got chickens. I mean, we're living this crazy little country life right outside of the city of Savannah. And I love it. And all of that was possible because of this business, which was originally my side hustle. And it was simply a way to get people to stop asking me questions all day. Seriously. I yeah. just go take my course. And then I and then I won't have to answer your questions all the time. And I quickly found that that was so much more rewarding to me than saying, oh, I sold a house for 10,000 over the asking price. It's like, yeah, it's great. Selling a house is great, but I've been doing that for 15 years now. This is what really lights me up, being able to help somebody else change their business for the better. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's a great place to wrap up. Thank you so much for taking us through this journey here and diving into some of the, you know, some of the spots along the way. I'm so excited to just to continue to watch what you've got going in here in the future and what you're going to remodel next in your house and so forth. <laughs> um, oh, you built a chicken coop too, right? Like from, well, from some launch proceeds. Coop, yes. Yeah, I love it. Um, where can people connect with you? Where can they, you know, they want to watch your YouTube or where, what's the best place for them to connect with you? Yeah, probably on YouTube. I have two channels. So the one that is for people that want to buy or sell a house in Savannah is called Georgia Coast Homes. And in fact, the, now it's not just Savannah, it's Savannah, Hilton Head, Augusta, and Atlanta. And because I've grown a team and now I have a team of six real estate agents because we get so much inbound business from YouTube. Anybody that does not have a YouTube channel, please consider starting a YouTube channel. It is amazing for free organic traffic. The other channel I have is just my name, Karen Carr. And I teach people tips for making videos that will attract their ideal client. Love it. I'll link both of those channels up in the show notes for uh, today's episode. Karen, thank you so much. I'm so thankful and glad that you came on the show here to share your story. I think this is something that so many people can relate to um, at different points in their business journey. So thank you for sharing your experience. And I look forward to having you back on when you hit that seven-figure mark because I know that's what your goal is. And that's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you again. Thank you. And thank you for accepting me into the Accelerator program because that literally changed my whole business. Hey, my friend, two quick announcements for you. Number one, if you are somebody who is interested in joining my Accelerator coaching program, you're either an online course creator, you're an online coach, and you are averaging in revenue at least seven to 8K per month in your online business, and you're looking to optimize that business. The whole goal here is... All right, let's let's increase the business, let's scale the business while working less, right? And so if you're spinning your wheels, you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're still doing all the things, et cetera, et cetera, then I want to invite you to apply. It's application only for Accelerator. Just go to rickmulready.com forward slash Accelerator. The next quick thing, we are celebrating our 500th episode at the end of this month on May 28th, 500 episodes. Here are the podcast. And what we're going to be doing on that episode is celebrating all of you, the listener who has been listening to the podcast here, taken something that you've learned and implemented and gotten a win. Okay. And so what I want to do here is invite you, if you have listened to the podcast and gotten a, you know, gotten a win as a result of listening, share your story. Okay. Come give us a quick, I mean, I don't mean a 30 minute story. Just come, come leave us a voice message share what your win was, share what your business is and how you help people. Just go to Rick 
mulready.com forward slash 500, the number 500. And we're going to be profiling. We're going to showcase and celebrate you on that podcast episode. Okay. So let us know. rickmulready.com forward slash 500. Okay, my friend, thanks again, as always, for tuning in today. Super appreciate you. And until next time, be well, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link, and you can go download it right now for free.